Thanks so much to Eero for supporting the Apple Bits XL. Never think about Wi-Fi again. And to get $100 off the Eero base unit and two beacons package and one year of Eero Plus, visit Eero.com slash AppleBits. And at checkout, enter the code AppleBits. That's Eero, E-E-R-O dot com slash AppleBits with a Z. All right, let's get to the show, everybody. Oh, yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL. BTZ. Nice and easy. Brian Song here, your host, with the most for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. We're kind of back on the regular rotation. I was gone at CES uh, this past week. I mean, I was in New York for the Nike Adapt BB. It's their self-lacing dedicated basketball shoe. Got to cover that if you want to check out my coverage um, on my youtube.com slash Brian Tong. And then I was at the Mortal Kombat 11 reveal, which if any of you know, I'm a huge Mortal Kombat freak. So finally settled in now back. We'll be back kind of on our regular schedule. And we want to make sure that you all know this and can be a part of the show. Call in at 833-888-ABXL. That's 833-888-2295. We have some calls, and a few of them were kind of broken up So from their signal. So just try and make sure you're in a good spot because there's some good stuff, but when it's really hard to hear, I, I just can't use it. So it's nothing personal. Also, you can email us at applebitsshow at gmail.com. Some of you all don't like to necessarily call through the phone. You want to leave a voice message there or an email. Uh, we'll get to those as well. And one more thing before we get to business. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you can get a completely ad-free version of the show and support this starting at $2 a month. There's the $5 tier, which is basically like a cup of coffee. It goes higher. There's a bunch of rewards. So just check it out at Patreon.com. All right. I think the big story for some reason that's getting a whole bunch of steam, a whole bunch of like push behind it right now is I'm not sure if you have heard of this, but I thought we'd just jump on this to kind of make it a little different. Live listening with your AirPods. Now, I don't assume all of you have AirPods, but I think a good amount of you that listen to this show probably do. And this is a feature that basically allows you to leave your phone in a room and then walk out of it with AirPods and then essentially like eavesdrop in the conversation through your AirPods. So your phone kind of acts as like a bug. Now, I'm not saying to use this for nefarious reasons. Don't be bad apples, all right? None of those bad apples out there. We don't want that. But it's kind of interesting. Maybe your parents and you want to <laughs> spy on those kids, or maybe you want to see what your friends really think about you. All right, so I'm just going to walk you through this. It's actually pretty easy to do. There's The easiest way is basically to go into your settings in iOS and then go to the control center. In there, there's an option that's called customize controls. Now, when you get that, you'll see all these different icons. The reason why is we want to add this specific icon onto the control center when you swipe down from the top right of your phone. So you add the he- you add hearing to the control list. It's a blue icon that looks like an ear. And this is originally intended for accessibility purposes to, to hear better. Let's say even um, there's a podium speaker or someone, maybe you could like leave your phone there and then have, have ear pods in so you could actually hear a conversation better or a speech or a lesson, something like that, okay? So you t- add the hearing to the control list and then finally, once you do all that, you go back out to your main home screen on your phone and then when you swipe down, you can see control center and when you hit on the blue, you'll see an icon now that's like, great. Right, there are typically shadowed uh, squares with 
rounded corners and then the icon is bright white. It's like an outline. You can then click on listen live and you have to have your AirPods in your ears, okay? And what you then will be able to do is leave your phone on a table somewhere and listen to the conversation. It's kind of crazy. I tried it and it works. And now all news outlets are saying, okay, well, this is how it works and why you should be aware of it. And again, there will always be someone that uses some of this stuff for bad, but I don't know. I just think it's kind of cool. <laughs> I just think it's kind of like a fun toy. Will I really use it every day? Hell no. I got better things to do. But if you want to know what all the fuss was about, live listen is something that you can do. Can Go to your settings, control center, customize controls, and add hearing to the control list. So check it out. It's kind of a fun thing. I think there will be people listening that actually use this. And if you do, let me know what you think or what you're actually using it for. That could be bad. All right, let's get to the stories. We know we haven't led off with iPhone news in a long time. So I said, hey, why don't we just go back to the good old tradition of plenty of rumors and stuff that may or may not, you may or may not care about. But there's just so much stuff out there right now that I'm like, yeah, we've got to talk about it. So a lot of articles are now starting to surface about what may or may not be in this iPhone. Last week, we talked about the triple lens rear camera that if you've seen the renders, at least that early render from Steve Hemistoffer, and he said it's not final, but it's one of them that is out there. Looks pretty gnarly. Well, there's still a good chance, according to Barclays, that Apple will have to use in their phones, when we talk about components, Qualcomm's 5G modems in their 2020 iPhones. Now, we've been kind of following this externally because it's not fun to get nitty gritty into it, but right, we know that Apple and Qualcomm are in this gnarly legal battle. It started back in 2017. Apple sued Qualcomm over anti-competitive business practices that was were related to royalties. Qualcomm denied that and says that the iPhone wouldn't exist without its innovations and then sued them for patent infringement. There was a hold on iPhones being sold or at least pushed out there saying, oh, you cannot sell iPhones in X, Y, and Z countries. That didn't necessarily really stop them. It was just kind of like it was out there, but it never actually fully went where iPhones were pulled off the shelves. So we have Qualcomm and iPhone and Apple going going at it. The problem is that Qualcomm makes the best modems for phones. They still do today. We've talked about the issues between the Intel modems versus the Qualcomm modems in previous iPhones, but because of this testy relationship, Apple has shifted over to Intel modems, um, especially for 2019. They had it for last year, 2018. But so the question is like, okay, well, what's going on with Intel's modems versus Qualcomm's? And according to the report, Apple has been allegedly unhappy with Intel's progress and could look towards Qualcomm. And the reason being is because with this whole back and forth battle, that doesn't appear like there's really going to be a clear winner. What's the What would be the perfect settlement? Well, a deal between the two that would then result in Apple ordering 5G Qualcomm modems, Qualcomm making money, Apple making money, and both of them just going on their merry way. It makes sense. It doesn't mean it's happening, but I'll tell you right now, I know for a fact that the Qualcomm modems perform much better than the Intel modems based on personal experience, anecdotal experience, and based on everything that we've heard from other people. 
it's subtle in certain ways, but when you go like one or two bars of signal, those Intel modems, they can't do much. I remember the Qualcomm-based modems that I used to have, you could still pound through. Just something as subtle as that. Also, according to OnLeaks, 2019 iPhones could feature a 10 megapixel front camera, 10 megapixel and 14 megapixel rear camera uh, with the third one still not officially or anywhere reported what it's going to be, if it will be the new Sony lens or not with 3D uh, sensing capabilities to give you three cameras on the back, potentially for more augmented reality. There's also in this report, uh, no, it doesn't appear that the 2019 phones will have USB-C. All renders that Steve Hemistoffer from OnLinks have shown indicate that both of the models of phones that he has are schematics are not USB-C, but lightning port only. He released a second kind of render that instead of that weird, flat, chunky square in the corner of the rear for three lens camera, another potential proposed model would be more of like a horizontal the kind of squished oval with the main camera in the center and then the two other lenses on the outside there's gonna be look there's a lot of stuff being thrown out there it's still way too early but hemisopher is really reliable and he says that these two renders that he have are or prototypes of the iphones that he's been able to acquire are still in the early verification test stage and have yet to be finalized so and just something to keep an eye on i'd rather go with this kind of centered horizontal oval or squished rectangle you know what i'm talking about instead of a big fat corner square that's that doesn't look that i don't i don't think that looks good it's just gross if you really care about what's going on with the competition i'm honestly genuinely excited to see what samsung is going to drop in February, on February the 20th, with their new Samsung S10 phones. And yeah, I mean, it'll be fun to see their foldable phone. But, you know, I really feel like the Galaxy S10 has positioned itself to be, from a technical hardware standpoint, the most innovative phone of 2019. And arguably, outside of its of the ecosystem argument, the best phone of the year. Uh, but one place where it may not be the best is, everyone loves these benchmarks, and early benchmarks that appeared, uh, that leaked online and were shared on Slash Leaks, appear to show that the iPhone XS outperforms Samsung's upcoming Galaxy S10. That's right, my Apple fanboys, you can celebrate. Samsung still won't have that on you. I mean, typically, the benchmark test scores have always shown that Apple is better uh, than the current model. It's part of it, the hardware and the software integrating together. And also, part of it is early models but at the end of the day you don't hear people saying when their phone is so much slower than the other now if you want to get into the nitty-gritty the s10 plus processor found had a single core score from geekbench of 3413 compared to the iphone 10s current score of 4797 and then when you talk about multi-core score samsung's s10 came in at a 10,256 CPU benchmark score for the iPhone XS, 11,264. Okay, I know I, I kind of just said numbers in a mixed way that is not proper numbering, but I wanted to say it anyways. 10,256 10, to 11,264. So there, you guys hold on to that because you still got the speed. We are also in the year 2019, right? Happy New Year, everybody. It's, geez, we're already midway through January. 
Remember Apple's deadline to replace the phone batteries for the phone issues uh, was December 31st. So that obviously is expired. But according to the reports and information that was shared with Apple employees and relayed by Daring Fireball's John Gruber, who got his information from an unnamed source, follow that thread of that uh, trail of crumbs there. Apple replaced a total of 11 million iPhone batteries under the $20, $29 replacement program. 11 million. So when you think about that, that's a whole chunk of iPhones that were not purchased. And if you compare that to last year, Apple normally replaces one to two million batteries each year. So we're talking about a difference of somewhere around, right, eight-ish, nine-ish million phones whose batteries were replaced who will last another, easily, another year or two. Uh, I had my 6S battery replaced, handed it down to my awesome niece, Jenea, and it's like a brand new phone for her, and it totally works, and her parents are happy because they they don't want to buy another phone. <laughs> they don't want to buy one, so... This is another reason, right, where some of Apple's earnings or their guidance was cut. It freaked out stock investors in addition to their reasoning about China's economy slowing down and not being, you know, the the iPhone sales not being nearly as good. And also U.S. sales of iPhones significantly down as well. Every report shows that. But there you go. You know, and, and this is what sticks out to me the most. If the whole battery replacement issue... Ben Gate, all of those things were never revealed. Um, Apple wouldn't have done anything about this. Literally, it was right. Those documents were re- revealed in the court filing with uh, Judge Judy Coe. And that, just think about it. If that never came to light, we Apple wouldn't even be doing this program. That's just the honest truth. You know, you can, you can, you can make fun of Samsung all you want and their blown up Note 7s. But they went back to the lab and then created this whole new process. And I talked to it, you. Random things happen at CES. I talked to one of the execs of Samsung, high level exec who's makes keynote announcements for them, and he told me the whole breakdown of it all off the record, which I can't really talk about. But I can say that they changed their whole entire process. And then I think about being an Apple user who's in the ecosystem, and instead of Apple addressing this. The only reason they did this is because they were caught. It's just kind of crazy to me. So in a way, hey, that's karma, man. Like you don't sell as many iPhones because you kind of hid this stuff the whole time. And so I'm I'm not saying I'm happy. Apple's go- Apple's going to be here forever. They're not going anywhere. They lose a few hundred million, 500 million dollars, a couple billion. <laughs> They're still going to be okay, but... It's just one of those things where I saw that number. I'm like, wow, that's a huge number. Essentially, 8 million people who normally would have probably upgraded their phones. Let's say even say half of that or a little bit of that, 5 million. They didn't because of the battery replacement program. That's kind of amazing. Uh, We talk about kind of how these issues with Apple in general, lower sales numbers have affected them. According to the Nikkei, Apple suppliers are cutting sales forecasts amid their extraordinary decline in Chinese demand. And so in relationship to that, Foxconn has cut 50,000 contract workers months ahead of their schedule 
due to poor iPhone demand. Now, this is not anything new, but what Nikkei reports is that the scale of cuts stands out because it's significantly earlier than in previous years, right? You'll have a ramp up of employees to build these iPhones, to manufacture them and keep it going. But all of a sudden, right, this is technically the lull where things should be slowing down. They're cutting their 50,000 contract workers early. So no matter what Apple tries to tell you, at least from an iPhone sales, there's definitely decline in uh, just innovate, baby. That's all we talked about. Give us a reason instead of just a faster processor and a slightly better camera. You got to do better than that. All right, let's talk some more about Eero, the sponsor for this week's show. We know that the fruit company, they're no longer in the Wi-Fi game. So Eero has really been the go-to for me ever since personally. The mesh network system, it covers a larger area of your house or living space more efficiently with its main base unit and then two beacons. So this is what you're going to get from the Eero platform. Total network protection. Eero Plus offers the ability to block malicious and unwanted content across your network. Advanced security. So by checking the sites, you visit against a database of millions of known threats. Eero Plus prevents you from accidentally visiting malicious sites without slowing anything down. You have content blocking. Eero Plus automatically tags sites that contain violent, illegal, or adult content so you can choose what your kids can and cannot visit right in the Eero app. There's ad blocking to get rid of those annoying ads and pop-ups on all your devices. There's third-party security apps, VPN protection from encrypt.me, password management from 1Password, and antivirus software from Malwarebytes. So you have a lot of software benefits with this package as well. Now, in most homes, we know this. This is like my parents' home specifically when I set them up, I think about a year and a half or two years ago. The single router model, it just doesn't work for the increasingly high bandwidth world that we're living in. So simple physics like light waves, Your Wi-Fi waves don't go through walls well, and so you need something to get from one end of the house to the other, and what it really is is a distributed system, so a mesh network that is created with Eero. For me personally, I installed it. It's enterprise-grade Wi-Fi system in just a few minutes, downloaded the Eero app, and it walked me through each step. It was honestly really quick and easy and honest, simple for my parents to do as well. They're truly the simplest setup that you have out there. So never think about Wi-Fi again to get $100 off the Eero base unit and two beacons package and one year of Eero Plus. Visit Eero.com slash AppleBits and at checkout, enter AppleBits. That's Eero.com, E-E-R-O.com slash AppleBits with a Z. All right, back to the show. And remember, to be a part of it, call in at 833-888-ABXL. That's 833-888-2295. Okay, Apple Watch. We talked about it last week, how Tim Cook just said, you know, the greatest gift or greatest legacy from Apple could possibly be um, their contribution to health. Well, now, in addition to... implementing the ECG on the Apple Watch, which is amazing. I think that if you're someone in the medical field, I still want to talk to you. I've been I've been throwing this tease out a couple times. I want to talk to someone who really has some good knowledge and we can talk about how this ECG on the Apple Watch affects healthcare, the medical field, and even doctors day-to-day. Are, are there really that many false positives as kind of was the fear? Um, it seems to be helping out a lot of people. There's You always hear a report that, oh, it saved someone's life or someone was found with a abnormal heart rhythm. 
I'm curious. I want, I'm curious what the real true implications of this um, is, but a new thing that Apple's working on is stroke detection. How cool is that? Already saving lives. They've partnered up with pharmaceutical company Johnson & Johnson to establish whether the Apple Watch in conjunction with a new app that they've worked on could help diagnose one of the leading causes of stroke. So this is a multi-year study that's set to launch later this year. Uh, it'll be available for people over the age of 65 who use an Apple Watch Series 4. And it's the hopes is it can build on the ECG detecting app and a regular heart rhythm notification by getting into the data and to see if it could help kind of predict early or show early warning signs of strokes. That's crazy as someone, I, I mean, I think there's plenty of people who have, have a loved one who had suffered from a stroke and obviously really hard to recover from that in an older age. But if there's some way to detect that earlier and potentially help people from, you know, dealing with the repercussions of that, um, that would be amazing. So I'm totally all about this. I just think that in addition to that, a lot of people want the ability to, you know, check your blood glucose levels. And I think that's the next thing that we'll probably see or more specialized wrist uh, bands. But the Apple Watch continues to, as they, you know, they start to keep on playing this. The Apple Watch could save your life. And here's how, and you put that in commercials, you're only going to sell more Apple Watches. That's all I'm saying. And then you get in the ecosystem and you're never going to leave after that. In new Apple products, new rumblings, get this, Digitimes, iPad Mini 5 people, we talked about kind of some potential leaks last week. According to Digitimes, iPad Mini 5 and a new entry-level iPad is said to launch in the first half of 2019. They're planning two new tablets in the first half of this year, including, yes, that rumored iPad Mini 5 and a likely replacement for the current entry-level iPad. There aren't too many details around that other than this claim, and it was highlighted by a report for expectations for Apple's touch panel suppliers iPad mini 5, are you guys still on board? Uh, to me, I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah, we can make all the bent iPad Pro jokes or cry about the iPad Pro bent uh, situation, but which is still very, very small, but it's happening. I still don't like it for the record. But iPad mini, do I need an iPad mini in my life? For me, no. For me, no. I'm good off that. But I know there's a lot of people that just love that thing. Also, another May... May may or may not happen. Japanese website Mako Takara says Apple could have a seventh generation iPod Touch in the works. Do we really need an iPod Touch? I know I get about like one call or one message about where's the iPod Touch like once every three months. That tells me people don't want an iPod Touch. I know it was like this great kind of solution for kids to have an iOS device um, that wasn't connected or tied to a cell plan. But my solution is just give them your old iPhone. Someone that young doesn't need it anyways until I guess maybe now it's like getting to the point where what junior hires, sixth graders have their own phones. My goodness. I get, yeah, it's, it's around that point. I got to imagine fine. You wait out till after sixth grade, but whew, that's tough. That's tough as a parent. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not there yet, but anyways, the seventh generation iPod Touch could could be coming. Also, the report doesn't specify if it will have Lightning or USB C. But if it came out, this only this only came out because of rumblings from 
multiple suppliers and at CES 2019. So the swap from USB to C to Lightning has been rumored, but we'll see if I don't here. I'll just put it. I'll put my flag in the ground right now. I don't think we'll see an iPod touch in 2019. I could be wrong. You can come back to this episode and say, Brian, you were wrong, but no, I don't. It doesn't make sense for them to do it. It just doesn't. But then again, if they have an iPod mini and an entry-level iPad and then a 9.7 iPad and a 10.5 iPad Pro and a 12.9-inch iPad Pro, you're talking about they have five iPads coming? If that story is true, well, then fine. They probably could do anything they want with an iPod Touch. Also, uh, the new iPhone XS smart battery case should be out today for most people. Uh, I think ordering online is pushed out to like the 22nd the last time I checked out. This is the fugly battery case that I think just looks horrible. And the main argument for most people when they come at me is like, but it's easier to hold than the other battery cases. I'm like, I've held it. It's slightly easier. I've been going on my phone now for the past, I don't know how many months with no case at all. Like I've been going for the the naked, the butt naked iPhone um, knock on wood, I haven't dropped it yet. I also got my iPhone 10 recently replaced because uh, it had touchscreen issues and then the rear camera lens was cracked. I'm gonna tell you, it feels like a brand new iPhone. Not only that, I'm pretty sure that the iPhone that they gave me as a as the swap out or the replacement is totally different from my previous iPhone because it just feels different. It It actually feels more reliable it the battery lasts longer even though my battery wasn't even drained that much it's smoother it's like man i'm just from looking at it and using it and i'm glad i i'm still for the record one of the tech reviewers that did not upgrade to the 10s cuz it wasn't necessary this this new iphone 10 replacement that i have definitely makes me say i didn't need a 10s at all at all no tennis match no tennis none of that so this 10s smart battery case, it was debatable whether it would fit the iPhone 10 or not, but according to reports now and Renee Ritchie kind of playing around with it, after updating to iOS 12.1.3, even though it's not officially supported, the new battery smart battery cases from Apple do fit and do charge and sometimes it it's intermittent, but it does work with the iPhone 10 in case you wanted that case. That's that's on you if you wanted that. I mean, I'm good. I'm good off that. All right. Remember, you can always support the show, patreon.com slash Brian Tong. It is a completely ad-free show. Check it out there. But I wanted to get to our calls, 833-888-ABXL. That's 833-888-2295. And we've got my man, Tony, who wants to talk. Um, and he also kind of wants to rant as well. Hey, Brian. Tony here from Chandler, Arizona, Patreon member. Question and then a comment, or maybe a rant, actually. Um, airplay. With all these TV sets getting airplay, I I'm, I'm still don't understand what the big deal is that. I mean, okay, so you can cast your, your video from your phone to your TV. Why not get a $25 or, what, $40 streaming stick and just be done with it? I think it's way easier than casting stuff. The only time I've ever used really airplay is when I need to get my family around on the TV to look at monthly budgets. That's about it. 
as like a presentation screen. That's the only reason I could see AirPlay. But if you have other reasons, I'd love to know. Second, what is going on with Apple if they're going to do a triple camera? They're, they are jumping the shark. They're going off the rails, whatever metaphor you want to use. Because why don't they just give us longer battery life? What people want, who wants a triple camera? Who wants more, better, higher quality photos? I think we're at that peak now with the latest iPhones. We don't need triple cameras. We need stuff that's practical and useful. I'm really getting fed up with Apple. That, that really happens. I know it's really early days. Uh, I'm just, Tim, that means Tim Cook's in, in, in some kind of different universe than, than we are. And I know you said you care. I do too. And I hate to, to toss all my Apple stuff aside and get out of the ecosystem. It's going to be too costly. But a triple camera, they come out with that. Nah, forget it. All right, take it easy. Bye. Hey, Tony, I'm just going to throw this one out for you on the triple camera. <laughs> I know you don't want that. I, I I can tell you do not want that. But I have I have a couple things. Let's just address your questions first of all. AirPlay. I actually love AirPlay, but the reason why is because I use it in so many different instances, uh, throwing content from my iPad. So I know that your family, you're talking about how you just use it for kind of like the family budget. But there's plenty of times where I might be watching a a video on the phone and I just want to throw it up to my uh, Apple TV and watch it with my lady because it's just fun that way. Uh, I also do a thing where this is very specific to me, but from the Bay Area, I'll watch Warrior Games because there's a sling box in the Bay Area and I can send that signal to my iPad and then I go from the iPad app to toss it onto my Apple TV so I can watch the Warriors broadcasts on my big Apple TV. But also, you know, this is not a plug. I work for DC Universe their streaming platform and content platform. I'll throw up the shows for my iPad on there as well because the honestly, the Apple TV app isn't that great. It's actually better on the uh, iPad. And so I have actually a lot of instances where I use AirPlay. Look, at the end of the day, it's just a feature that they're going to build into the most of the 2019 uh, TVs. I think it's a good thing. And ultimately, you Apple needs their ability for their TV streaming service to be on as many devices as possible. And whether or not you use it or not, that's why they need it. Because could you even doing something like you, this is not as common, but it will be going over to a friend's house and saying, hey, I want to watch that show. Okay, I got my phone or whatever. Um, Let's just watch it on your big TV. That's kind of cool. Like people do that. So I think the whole airplay movement is a big deal. I also um, agree and, and disagree with you on your on your last point. Look, you're right. Make us something practical with the iPhone. Get us something that is actually usable. Like everyone has wanted longer battery life for the longest time. But at the same time, I think that's an industry thing. Everyone uh, with every phone has wanted a longer battery life. And it's, we'll see who actually ends up cracking that nut first. There's been a lot of reports over the years that Apple is developing their own new battery technology. Um, but we haven't seen it. And it's it's not like this stuff is easy by any means. But also when I when I see the triple lens camera, I'm okay with it. I am actually all for whether or not it works in the long run, pushing technology forward. Like you can, yes, photos are amazing. You can always get better. But for example, someone might say, oh, I don't want 8K. Why do we need 8K right now? Well, there was a time where people at 1080p were saying, why do I need 4K? And now I think you're starting to see people say, oh, 
I would really like to, or in gaming cases, you know, if you're a gaming person or a movie freak like I am, I wanted 4K, but I had to wait because A, it was, first of all, 1080p was more than good enough, but also it costs a lot to go up to a 4K TV, but I eventually got a 4K TV a couple of years ago and I'm, and I love it. And so if someone said, oh, we don't need 4K, well then we'd never be moving that needle forward. And that's part of kind of technology and innovation sometimes. There's things that happen that we absolutely don't need, but other times there's things that end up becoming the things that are normal and we need, and that's how we always push things forward. And I'm 100% for that. So I don't like the fact that it might look goofy as, you know, goofy af, if you know what I mean, but I'm all right with everyone trying to push these triple lens, quadruple lens and see what benefits come out of it. And if they don't, they'll kind of pull back on that. You know, I think if there was any innovation that Apple should have pushed harder, it was 3D touch. I will still, still put that, like, put that line in the ground, say you should have done it. You should have supported 3D touch um, and made it a feature that everyone cared about and knew about and used it in all of your products. Didn't happen. And oh, well, I think what Apple can do is to even strengthen the ecosystem more, even if they don't have major hardware improvements give us another killer ecosystem feature because I think the problem with the 10s is that, yeah, the camera was better, the processor is better, but we don't feel it and we're not going to feel it anytime soon. But there was no ecosystem hook. Like, don't tell me group FaceTime calls is a game changer. Airdrop? Dude, that's probably one of the main reasons why I really can't leave the ecosystem because of how easy it is for me to get content as a content creator from my phone and to someone else's phone or to my camera in a like or into my computer in a split second. That's a that's a huge deal and not having that it takes so many more steps on another platform. It just does. Emailing it, uploading it to a Dropbox or a box and then downloading it, you know, one one click, two clicks away. It's pretty pretty special honestly. All right, my man Andrew from Florida, let's talk. Hey Brian, it's Andrew from Florida calling again. I wanted to talk about something you mentioned on last week's show regarding the 2018 iPad, iPad Pro keyboard cases. You are completely correct. The Apple one does not seem like a good product. It feels like it was half-baked and rushed. This is the number one reason why I did not buy a 2018 iPad Pro. And I am due for an upgrade since I'm using an iPad Air 2 still. And the other reason is because of the price. I hate the fact that Apple's keyboard case is missing function keys that other keyboard cases have, such as volume up, down, lock, home button, playback controls, etc. Those are needed keys. It's hard to use an iPad without those. It's been a while, but I'm finally seeing third-party companies such as Zag and Bridge starting to announce their own keyboard cases. However, I really wish that Incipio would make their clam case again, or hopefully, or maybe Logitech would come out with something. That is the current, uh, the, the clam case is the current keyboard case that I'm using with my Air 2, and I love it. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on this. Thanks. Good. Uh, keep up the great work. Thank you. All right. So yes, 100%. The whole iPad Pro case from Apple is trash. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is. It's not good compared to anything else is out there. Um, but is it kind of Apple's prerogative to really do anything? Do they have to? No, we've seen the reason why they kind of make their own cases and they may or may not be the best depending on who you ask is because once you have that captive audience in the store and you're just like, all right, give me a case, 
You're going to take what's there. They typically release them with launch when not as many manufacturers have cases and they make great margins on them. So it's a business decision for me. Uh, I'm really hoping the Logitech releases their another slim pro case for the new iPad pros. Cause that was by far my favorite case for the uh, iPad pro. It was, is it was awesome. It did everything I needed and it was sturdy and it was clean and yeah, I was a fan and the keyboard was dope too. So all the above. All right, let's go to Josh who wants to talk a little bit about that iTunes. Hey Brian, this is Josh from Ambler, Pennsylvania. As always, love the show. Um, I was listening to your most recent show and there was a brief uh, snippet about iTunes and I, I personally don't want iTunes to go away because I store all my music in iTunes and I have a lot of high resolution music that I output from the computer into an external digital analog converter and then out to amps and like a real hi-fi setup. Um, the, the one disappointment I've always had with it is that I can't turn on my Apple Music, iCloud Music, or whatever they call it, because it apparently will overwrite all my high-resolution audio files, like my 9624s and 19224s, um, with Apple's compressed stuff at 256 kilobits per second or whatever. Um, but... I'd hate to see it go away because I have over a terabyte of music um, that's organized through it. Um, just wanted to know your thoughts if uh, you think iTunes will go away. Um, if it does, if you had any suggestions for an alternative method for store, uh, storing and matching music for people that care about, you know, lossless audio, high-resolution audio. Uh, thanks. Have a good one. All right. So I think that I asked one of my buddies, and I don't look for the record. I don't know if this is the official you know best app to use first of all to kind of address listening to your hi-fi collection but i was pointed towards the vox music player for mac and so it's literally a music player premium one dedicated for people who have their own high-res music files Uh, it supports common formats like flac mp3q M4As, APEs, but also can play back high-res audio, so HD audio with 24-bit, 192 kilohertz, and uh, it's it also supports the 5.1 multi-channel audio playback as well. So it's an option that you can look at. There's other formats it supports as well. So if you're looking for something, I would point to you, it's also kind of linked up to other music services like your iTunes collection, SoundCloud, YouTube Music, and it has its own streaming radio stations. But to address your point, do not get iTunes Match. If your if your collection is a high-fidelity collection, it still does that whole replacing tracks because it's pulling it from their service. Oh my God, I'm so glad I backed up my machine before I tried iTunes Match because um, I literally went and restored it uh, from from my backup because I was like, this is album artwork that was different than the stuff that I had was replaced in there. And I get it. They're trying to find the most universal thing. But instead of that, uh, it just can't, it just finds the most common thing it can between these files and then replaces it. And that means you lose a lot of that stuff, high fidelity quality files, as well as album artwork that back in the day when, if you forgot, some of us used to have to find the album art of a song on the internet, copy the file, and drag and drop it individually on every track we had. This is not a joke, kids. This is real life. It's real life. So try out Vox, and let me know what you think. And if you guys and gals that are listening to the show have any other suggestions for high-fidelity 
music players that you use instead of iTunes, um, we would love to hear it. All right, that's going to do it for our show. Again, remember to call in at 833-888-ABXL-2295. You can get an ad-free version of the show by supporting my Patreon at patreon.com slash Tong and Gotta show love to all of the Patreon Platinum Apples at the $100 level. Brandon Ledford, Terrence McKelvey from Stratos Wealth Partners, Gil Cabrera, Andy Halverson, Wesley Frater, and Jarrett Lewis. Thank you, everybody, so much for your support. And you don't have to be a Platinum Apple. I mean, sure, obviously, I'd love it if you were. But you can also support the show by reviewing it on iTunes with that five-star you know that five star review is huge and also tell your friends about it and just continue to uh, bring the content that I love and you love and uh, we're just going to keep on plugging away at this so thank you so much for listening it's the Apple Bits XL enjoy the rest of your week we'll talk to you soon until next time take care and be safe peace peace